Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. Are you ever afraid? Like, of the dark? No, no, no. Like, afraid of feeling your feelings. What, what kind of feelings? You know, the feeling of being afraid. Wait, hold on. Are you asking if I'm afraid of feeling afraid? I'm afraid so. Oh, no, no, no. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to stop it. I am going to live by it, Jolenta. Of course you are. And I'm sure I am too. Oh, you know it, my friend. Well, then let's just get to it because I am Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. 
For this, our ninth season, we are living exclusively by self-help guides that you, our beloved listeners, have selected for us to live by. And today, we are living by Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Susan Jeffers was a psychologist, workshop instructor, and self-help author born in 1938. She started her academic education at Penn State University, but abandoned her studies when she married her first husband. Children quickly followed, as did years of feeling unhappy and stuck in her marriage. In time, she went back to school, earned a doctorate in psychology, divorced her husband, married a film executive, became the director of a hospital, and started teaching a course at the new school about overcoming fear. That course, entitled Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, was based on her own path to moving beyond indecision and fear and building a more fulfilling life. It eventually became the basis for her book of the same name. In Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, Susan Jeffers discusses the crippling effects that fear had on her own personal life and explains how she formulated a course of action for conquering it. She explains how fear is based on the uncertainty of change and the lack of positive self-image. She then offers concrete steps to acknowledge our fear rather than deny it and take action without fixating on mistakes or worst-case scenarios. Mixing exercises, affirmations, and the adoption of an abundance mindset, Feel the Fear quickly went on to become an international bestseller, selling millions of copies in dozens of languages, and has never been out of print since the first publishing in 1987. Here's how you do it. Step one, identify what you're afraid of. Is it something that just happens, like aging and natural disasters, or is it something that requires action, like going back to school, changing a career, or going to the doctor? Acknowledge what's at the heart of your fear. More often than not, your fear is really about rejection, being vulnerable, loss of image, or failure. Go all the way in and admit that what you're really afraid of is your inability to handle it. Then, memorize these three little words. I'll handle it. Step two, face the truth about fear. There are five simple truths about fear. Fear will never go away as long as we continue to grow. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is to go out and do it. The only way to feel better about ourselves is to go out and do it. Not only are we going to experience fear whenever we're on unfamiliar territory, but so is everyone else. And pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. Say these truths to yourself 10 times a day, every day, to reframe how you think about fear. Step three, turn pain to power. Feel the power by repeating the following to yourself at least 25 times each morning, noon, and night. I am powerful, and I am loved, and I am powerful, and I am loving. Develop a pain to power vocabulary, eliminating words like terrible, can't, problem, and so on. Each night before bed, plan a risk you'll take the following day. Close your eyes and in your mind's eye, practice doing it. Step four, take what's yours. So many of us think we are taking responsibility for our own lives when we simply are not. To do this, avoid casting blame on an external force for your bad feelings about life. Avoid blaming yourself for not being in control. And be aware of when and where you play the victim role. Step five, look on the bright side. It's reported that more than 90% of what we worry about never happens. That means that our negative worries have less than a 10% chance of being correct. If this is so, isn't being positive more realistic than being negative? So condition yourself to think positively. Surround yourself with positive books, quotes, 
and audio materials. Step six, make no-lose decisions. One of the biggest fears that keeps us from moving forward in life is our belief that there's always a right or wrong choice. But the fact is, both choices can be right, offering opportunities for growth and learning. So enlist the no-lose model, researching all aspects of the decision you can, establishing your priorities, trusting your impulses, and remembering to not take things too seriously because you're always in a win-win situation. Step seven, make your life whole. People who make their entire identities about one aspect of life, like work or a relationship, tend to fall apart when they retire or face a breakup. So they lean into fear rather than power. To prevent this, make sure there is equal time for the following nine elements in your life and your identity. Contribution, hobby, leisure, family, alone time, personal growth, work, relationships, and friends. Step eight, say yes to the universe. Say yes to as many things that come your way as you can. Say yes to possibilities. Even say yes to misfortune, as doing so will prove you can handle whatever painful thing life throws your way. And look for ways to create value from any experience. Simply having the intent to create something positive automatically ensures that something positive will happen. Step nine, build trust through giving. People who fear can't genuinely give. They are imbued with a deep-seated sense of scarcity in the world, as if there wasn't enough to go around. Give away thanks and praise to people who've made a difference in your life. Give information away and teach those who want to learn from you. And give time and money to causes that matter to you. Step 10. Get in touch with your higher self. Focus on the spiritual level of yourself. Believe in the law of attraction. Trust that things will go your way. Visualize a world without fear. Begin sentences with words like, I attract, I count, I forgive, and I see big. And choose to be happy rather than be right. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Ooh, Kristen, I am very excited to hear how you went about living by this book. I'm very intrigued. I think of you as a woman who can pretty easily conquer fear. Well, I appreciate that you have so much faith in me, Jolenta, but full disclosure, I still have plenty of fears, which made it easy for me to jump right in with step one. That is, identify what you're afraid of. Yes. And for this, Dean and I went on a walk and talked frankly about what I was fearing. I guess... The biggest thing is I'm afraid because I don't have any work lined up for the year. That's not true, honey. You've got five shows that you're hosting. No, no, no. Two of those shows wrapped up last month, and two of them are about to wrap up. And then the fifth show, we don't even have a contract yet. Not for the next year. But you will. Maybe. I think, I, I don't know, honey. You always seem to be able to find another project. Yeah, but all the projects right now that people are trying to have me work on, it's the corporate clients, like the ones who want me to teach them how to podcast. And I don't actually want to teach corporations how to podcast anymore. Like, I like teaching indies how to podcast. I like going into classrooms. But if I start saying no to all the corporations, what if all the work dries up? What if it's not just them? So, yeah, I was feeling fear about my professional future and, you know, about economic ruin. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. A classic Christian fear. A very classic one. But then I thought about the faith Dean had in me, and I said those three little words, 
I'll handle it. Nice. Beautifully done. What did you do after that? I did step two. That is face the truth about fear. Yes. I recited the five simple truths about fear, mostly focusing on the second truth, though, which is about overcoming fear through action because Mm -hmm. action is actually something to do, right? I love action. Right. Yeah. You love doing a thing. I do. And then I jumped ahead to step six. Okay. What an action step. Step six is make (laughs) no-lose decisions. Yes. And for this step, I mapped out two outcomes that might happen if I gave up all of my corporate teaching gigs. Mm. Uh, Outcome one was that I'd have even more opportunities for hosting and show development gigs and, you know, all that other stuff I love. And outcome two was that I would be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I would lose all my clients of any sort, but I would be fine because I would then have more time for writing, for making my own indie podcasts, and maybe I could go back to waiting tables again, which, as you know, Jolenta, I used to love waiting tables, and I often talk about it as, like, a a backup job I would like to do again someday. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so literally, that sounds like a true win-win paradigm. I'm impressed. I like that you broke it out into columns with essentially two things like you would be very okay ending up with. Yes. So what did you do next? I turned pain into power by practicing some daily risk-taking. That sounds like some step three right there. Yes, it was, exactly. So on my bolder days, I reached out to people who've nonchalantly mentioned in the past year that maybe they'd want to work with me someday. And on my less bold days, I took much tinier risks, like trying new foods and drinks. Here I am on Thanksgiving doing just that. Ooh. <clears throat> that rhyme. It tastes like a pine tree. No, 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 no. no. Well, it is. It is a smoked rosemary cherry cocktail. So I burned a rosemary twig in under a glass to make a nice smoky aroma. And now I've made you try it. It does occur to me you hate smoky drinks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That sounds like a very arduous and artisanal Brooklyn Thanksgiving cocktail. Way to go, Dean. Yes. And way to go you for trying the peat drink. (laughs) It was a peat bog in a glass. I I will give Dean credit here. The drink actually looked like a work of art. I'll post a photo on social. It was really, really beautiful. Yeah. It just tasted terrible to me. That's all. Right, right. (laughs) I'm sure if you like smoke, it was delish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean seemed to like it. Anywho, after that, I figured it was time to take a really big step to tell some of the corporations that wanted to hire me no and uh, trust that some hosting and show development gigs would still come my way after turning some clients away. So, yeah. And trusting things will go your way, Kristen, is part of step 10. Get in touch with your higher self. Exactly. And I figured I'd sweeten the deal by folding in some step nine along the way. Mm-hmm. And step nine is build trust through giving. Ooh. Yes. So rather than just turn away potential clients who were sitting in my inbox, I reached out to friends of mine who recently started a podcast consulting company, and I asked, can I send some of these folks your way? And uh, they said yes. So 
I got all the clients off my plate. I left them in good hands that reflect well on me, you know, people I really trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like to think I help my friends at the same time with their oh, new I'm company. Oh, sure. Yeah, everyone likes being tossed some work. That <laughs> is very optimistic, very giving. Uh, were you rewarded with a fearless outcome? Well, you're going to have to wait to hear all about that until week two, because Ooh. now, Jolenta, it's time to hear from you. How did you start off your first week of living by feel the fear and do it anyway? Well, Kristen, like you, I started nice and simple with step one. Yes, that's identifying what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And for this, I just sat and did some thinking because the book says you can do that. And I started thinking about how, like, all the jokes I make in public lately don't land as well now that I sort of look sick. And I've been sort of, like, more timid about putting myself out there, especially in a funny way. I just feel like I'm sort of less personable and less jokey. So I decided I was sort of afraid of putting myself out there. Mm, putting yourself out there as the comedian that you are. So with that fear identified, I was ready to move on to step two. Yes. Step two is face the truth about fear. Mm -hmm. And for this step, the book says you need to repeat the five truths about fear like a billion times a day, 25 (laughs) times a day or something. So I wrote them up all cute and I put them on the fridge by the water dispenser, a place I visit a lot of the time. So I figure like every time I get some ice or some water or something from the fridge, I can repeat those truths. And um, my mom came over and saw them and she was sort of like chuckling and was saying like, oh, that's so true. So I grabbed my mic and I asked her which of the truths was hitting home with her. Wait, which one? Uh, pretty much all of them. <laughs> um, this one. The only way to get rid of fear of doing something is to go do it. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's all I you mean, no, That's still, all you do lately, I guess. I, yeah. It's like even, you know, I still get a little fear to go to the supermarket because it's not mine yet. Right. You know? It's your yeah. new, it's not your routine. It's not yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to experience fear in unfamiliar territory, like a grocery store. Yeah. Or moving to New York. Yeah. So <laughs> does everyone else. So, Kristen, I have to say I liked how putting those fear truths up on the fridge and sort of out there, if you will, got me talking to my mom about, like, some interesting shit while we got water. And I thought, I like this vibe. So I did a similar thing for turning pain into power. Ah, yes, that is the third step in the book. Mm -hmm. And for part of this step, the book says you should change the way you talk in order to get out of, like, the victim mentality. So I copied the list of, like, pain-to-power vocab words from the book. I wrote them up all cute. And Brad was the one who had comments this time. What are these—this pain-to-power vocab chart is— I don't know about this. Yeah. I hope should be translated to I know. But what if you don't know? Like, I don't like these systems that you have to live by where you're not allowed to be uncertain. Mm-hmm. Where there's not allowed to be uncertainty in the world. Right. And, like, if there is, that's your fault. I yeah. don't, yeah, I don't yeah. like it. No, it's blaming. It's not my it's fault, which is something I think we should 
say sometimes to yeah, ourselves. Yeah, it's literally what, like, therapy. It says you should always say, I'm totally responsible. Mm-hmm. But what if it... Okay, cool. Like, if you're in a car crash and the kid's in the car, but it was an accident, and you have to go through your life reminding yourself it's not your fault, mm. this person's telling you you should actually be saying, I'm totally I'm totally responsible. responsible. I don't get it. So... Kristen, that exchange was not as fruitful as the one with my mother. (laughs) It wasn't as positive. It wasn't as, like, pro this book's advice as as the first one. So I was a little bummed. And then something bummed me out even more because a new neighbor of ours is doing construction that has turned out to be crazy loud right by a wall that we share with her. And it's also the wall that I, like, do my recording against. So it's been making work a little difficult. And she sort of, like, sprung it on everyone. Oh, gosh. So then... Uh, Brad and I emailed her about, like, maybe asking the crew to not do, like, full hardcore demo work and maybe something quieter for, like, an hour and a half one morning so I could record with you, actually. And she wrote back saying, sorry, but, like, she and the crew really want the work done before Thanksgiving, which is at the end of this week. And uh, it's just in everyone's best interest that they, like, don't pause work. Oh, that's so irritating. Right? this is the magic of apartment loving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Kristen, I decided, like, I'm not going to wallow. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to take <laughs> what's mine. Oh, yes. That's step four. I just wrote her back and I said, I think it's in everyone's best interest that, like, we all be able to get work done, not just, like, her crew. And uh, if they could possibly do something that doesn't involve, like, loud tile smashing and yelling for an hour, we could all come out winners. Ooh. And and what happened? What did she say to that? Uh, She agreed. Oh, it worked. And they were able to do something quieter for like an hour and a half so I could record with you. And I got what was mine. Oh, that's so great. You got it. Jolenta, Mm -hmm. you went out there and you got it. Thank you. I did. I got it hard. And then (laughs) since I got it, I felt the need to sort of like pay it forward and and maybe give it. So I skipped ahead to step nine. Ah, yes. That is building trust through giving. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I just got a little Thanksgiving gift for my physical therapist and her assistant because I'm very thankful for them and the work they do to, like, help me get better. And because it's the week of Thanksgiving, like, why not thank everyone, right? How's it going? Good. I brought you guys a little Thanksgiving treat to say thanks. Um, it's rugula. It's a, like Jewish cinnamon buns, basically, like little Jewish cinnamon buns. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you guys. No, no, I bought it from the really good Jewish deli. Good <laughs> try it. Thank you so much. Oh, Jolenta, that is so sweet. Literally, you gave them sweets, but also I did. It's just very generous and kind. I'm sure that really made their day. I I hope it like brightened it a bit. I'm, you know, it wasn't putting myself out there comedically, but but I put myself out there to say thanks. And it was a nice way to sort of give after getting and just bring my first week to like a nice little close. Well, I am so excited to see if your second week is going to be as productive as your first. But first, we have to take a quick break. Before we do that, though, All of you out there, have you lived by field of fear and do it anyway? Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? 
Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. And don't forget, we love hearing your beautiful voice and playing it on our mini episodes. Leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Okie doke, Kristen. I need to hear about your second week of living by Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. You left me on such a cliffhanger. Uh, When we left off, you were giving away clients (laughs) willy-nilly and trusting that the universe would fulfill and give work and provide. Did it work? (laughs) Well, not at first, but that's okay because I decided to look on the bright side. Ooh, that is step five. Yes. So um, my way of looking on the bright side was to look back at all of our accomplishments in 2021, all the best of (laughs) lists that you and I and our show appeared on. And then, of course, as you know, Jolenta, I sent the list to you and to our agent so you could feel a little bit of that brightness as well. That was a beautiful surprise. Oh, my gosh. That's why you did that. Yeah, you had no idea it was about this book, did you? I was like, wow, look at her just on the ball in general (laughs) is how it came across to me. I didn't know you were looking on the bright side. I was for both of us, for all of us. Yes, I was. I was glad you did it. Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's nice to know you're liked. Yes, it is. It is. But... I got to say, it didn't change my circumstances. The people I'd nudged in week one still weren't getting back to me. Uh, I could have gotten down about it, but instead, I decided to enlist a mix of step four and step seven. Okay. So step four is take what's yours, and step seven is make your life whole. Yes. And uh, I took responsibility for my feelings, saying I can choose to be anxious about things Or I can take control of my feelings. And then I made a grid of my whole life, listing all the good things and people under the nine categories, friendship, hobbies, contributions, and so on. And it reminded me that even if my work life isn't hitting it out of the ballpark, that's okay. Work is not my whole life. Right. And then, Jolenta, you wouldn't believe what happened. I got an email in my inbox, and I was so psyched about it, I ran to tell Dean in his office. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, honey. Guess what? Guess what? You will Uh, never guess what just happened. No idea. I was in the middle of working. How could I have guessed? Sorry. I'm sorry. Did you join my company? Yes, I'm your new employee. No, I just got an email from Nancy, my old boss from back in the day. She wants wants to know if I'm interested in hosting a new royal show for Newsweek. Oh, oh, how exciting. Wait, Nancy, isn't that like 15 years ago? Yes, yes, long before I knew you, but... She's been following my career, and she wants me to work for her again. Oh, that's awesome. Can you believe it? I was literally just talking about how worried I am that I don't have enough work lined up for this year. I know. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. That's amazing. Oh, my God. You should write her back immediately. I'm so excited. And Jolenta, guess what I said to them? I don't know. I said yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. Step A to say yes to the universe. You had to say yes. Yes. And for anyone who is curious, the name of the show is The Royal Report from Newsweek. Check it out. 
And is that how you ended your second week? No, I was feeling so good. I decided to give back just a little more. And this time, not to other people in my industry, but to people who may not have jobs at all. I signed up to answer letters through the U.S. Postal Service Operation Santa program. I'm not sure if you know it, but each year, thousands of people drop letters to Santa in their post boxes, and volunteers offer to answer them and buy Christmas presents for the children. And here I am with Dean doing just that. Let's look at Eva's letter. LOL, how are you, big fella? Fella? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Makes me want to cry, her little handwriting. Um, She wants a plush singing light light up. up. Oh, it's like those Hatchables, right? Oh, yeah, the Hatchables. Should we Hatchimals, get... Hatch Buddies, Plush. See, this is the thing. Plush. Yes. Up. Okay, okay, let's get this for her. Let's adopt this letter. Kristen, that is so sweet. What a lovely Christmassy, Kristen-y way to spread joy and give the bounty of your love in the second week. It really was. It was really, really wonderful. But don't let enough about me. Let's hear from you. How did you start off your second week of living by feel the fear and do it anyway? Well, for my second week, I started off by just making my life whole, you know? Ooh, that is step seven. And for this one, I made a chart, like the book says, where you list all the areas of a balanced life and, like, write what's fulfilling each area. And this chart really drove home what I was fearing in week one. I am not doing very much comedy, not putting myself out there in that way. And frankly, I'm afraid, like, my comedy muscles are not as strong as they used to be. They haven't flexed since, like, the pandemic and lupus. But I decided... I would just keep that in mind and go about the rest of my week, see where things took me. And as I was putting away some candles that I use for Thanksgiving, Kristen, this Barbie that I got like a year ago to make TikTok videos with fell out of the cupboard I was in. And I took that as a sign from the universe. (gasps) A sign from the universe. I'm guessing this is when you said yes to that universe It it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a sign. It was an opportunity to say, Exactly. You're right. You hit the nail (laughs) on the head. Yes, that Barbie was a sign from the universe. I said yes to her, and I did step eight. And this was long overdue. I think I may have mentioned getting this stupid Barbie like one, if not two seasons ago, and I never made a single video with it. So it was time to focus on my career goal of making a video with this fucking Barbie the universe put in my lap that I had said yes to. Ooh, I am dying to see this video. How did it go? So making it went great. I set up like a little tripod with my phone to shoot it and another tripod with a ring light. But the video itself turned out fucking horrible. Oh. I was trying to do this video with like a Barbie and a Beanie Baby talking about like jokes that I had tried to write about being scammed because I've been obsessed with people being scammed ever since like my dad started dating a con artist Mm -hmm. and I've been wanting to try out these jokes and like the jokes are okay but like the audio is horrible it looks like the worst puppet show in history I'm like crouched behind my bed and you can like see the top of my head the whole time Uh. It, it, it was 
horrible. Um, here's a clip from when it really started going off the rails. I am a full-figured real girl Barbie. Get with the times. They started making me like a decade ago. What am I doing with my life? I don't know. It's like I work really hard to accomplish a certain amount of things, and I'm just never satisfied. Oh, my God. Jolenta. I don't know. I think it sounds hilarious, actually. It, it had nothing to do with the script I wrote. It, <laughs> in the end, I just tried to make them dance. It was horrible. <laughs> so what did you do after that? So instead of getting defeated, I did step five. Uh, that is looking on the bright side. And really, I guess I did a combo of, of steps here because I was able to look on the bright side by reminding myself that I was in a no-lose situation. Oh, trickster. That mm -hmm. is some step six mixed in there. Mm -hmm. And so part of being in a no-lose situation, according to the book, is to remember to not take yourself too seriously. And that is what I had to do. This video was not a failure. It was a lesson in what kind of video I can make for TikTok. Apparently not a very involved one. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely learned that like a loosely scripted puppet show is never the way to go. So with that <laughs> lesson under my belt, I tried a different approach and I just did a photo shoot of my Barbie dressed like a park ranger holding various props. And then I tried making a TikTok video with the photos of her sort of like clipped together as a slideshow and a voiceover. And it turned out much, much better. And I ended up posting three little videos with sort of like little funny tips to avoid scammers. Number one sign someone new in your life is scamming you. They want money orders. Oh, Jolenta, that is so great. Oh, my gosh. How do I watch this? I have to get like a TikTok account. Can you just share well, it? Like, you on... can just look me up on TikTok at Jolenta G. Okay. Okay. All right. I need to see this. I need to see mm -hmm. this. Yes. And um, like it was fun. And I was much happier when I, you know, just tried again and didn't dwell on the fact that the first attempt was a failure. But... My videos were not getting any views. Granted, no one follows me on TikTok, and I have no idea how their algorithms work or, like, if I use the right hashtags. But I was a little bummed after posting them, and I, like, kept sort of, like, frantically refreshing every few minutes for, like, an hour, and I still had no views. Oh, no. No, Jolenta. So, uh, to work through this disappointment, I did step 10. And step 10 is to get in touch with your higher self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the book stresses that to get in touch with your higher self, you can use the power of positive thinking and, like, visualization. It's very, you know, secrety. Oh, uh, yeah. So I visualized getting three watches per video. Over and over, I, like, played this image in my mind of, like, me checking my phone and seeing the number three in the corner of, like, each video thumbnail. And then I went to dinner and I told myself I would check after dinner to see if I got any watches once I was home. So here I am later that night checking to see if anyone watched my stuff. Okay, I am checking TikTok to see if my stuff... Got any views? Oh my gosh! 54 views on the first one, 14, and then 16. Wow. 
I'm so happy. I know it's not a lot, but I thought there would be zero still. And my goal was to have three each. So I definitely surpassed my goal. Oh my God, Jolenta, the secret is real. Mm, throwback to season one. That right there, that is some higher power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I use my higher self to get views and put my comedic work out there into the world. Oh I'd say gosh. more, but it would be a verdict. <laughs> and it's not quite verdict time yet. It's time for one more quick break. But before that, Jolenta, we have a question for the listeners, don't we? Yeah. Do you like our show? If you do, please rate us and review us. You can do it right this second. Look down at your phone wherever you're listening. Hit five stars. Maybe write a little review, sort of Yelp style, so people know what they're tasting when, they, when they're looking at our menu. And be like, this is a delicious podcast. Five stars. It's easy. All right, Kristen. It's time to get down to business, to verdict business. What did you think of Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway? Did it work for you? Did you feel the fear but do it anyway? Did you feel the fear and then feel paralyzed? (laughs) Well, I want to start out by just saying there are some things I really liked in this book. In particular, I really liked the whole life grid where we're encouraged to look at all the things that go into our identities so we don't fall apart if one aspect doesn't go our way. I also loved the step about giving back. That was like super fun and emotional for me and it just made me happier. Mm -hmm. And I also loved putting together my no-lose decision model. I thought that was a really great model that you know, I probably could have used at some of the sadder points in my life, you know, those moments in life where I really, really felt stuck in bad, bad, bad ways. Right. And um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of our problems aren't a win-lose situation. A lot of them really are a win-win if we want them to be. But did the book actually help me get my newest job lead? Maybe. I don't think so. More than likely, that had to do with me being in the industry for 15 years. And And like having a pre-existing relationship, perhaps. Yeah, and being a hard worker and being a pleasure to work with and always trying to give back to my colleagues. I mean, I I think it has more to do with that. I almost like to think it has more to do with that. Like, (laughs) it has to do with skill level, not just like delusional thought level. Not not the mantras I said every day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking of those mantras, can we just talk about the law of attraction for a second? Oh, we, let's talk we, about it. Your yeah, favorite law. Oh, my God. It's Next as real as the law of gravity. It's her number two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Susan Jeffers' case, she's the author of the book. I'm imagining it's really easy for her to believe in the law of attraction because she had easy access to graduate school. She had a lot of money. She had the cachet of having a husband who's a film executive. It's really easy for somebody who's already on top to believe in the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've said this before on the show. What if you're not on top? Did you bring all the bad stuff to yourself? I also take issue with the fact that the book wants us to see every bad thing as a gift that makes us stronger. Some things, frankly, just suck. Like, in my case, racism and abuse, neither of which she really goes deep into. Right. She doesn't talk about any instances of, like, real horrible shit happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to say for myself, going through those things made me weaker. 
They made me more self-destructive. Mm-hmm. They made me an easier target for more abuse. They didn't make me stronger. It was years of therapy and love that made me stronger. Yeah, it's the work you did afterwards, like yes. for years yes. on end. Yes. To undo shit like that was not your fault. Exactly. Even though she might say it is my fault because I have to take ownership of everything that's ever happened to me, right? So, yeah, I <laughs> I have clearly mixed feelings about the mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. My advice is enjoy the book's action items if you like. I really enjoyed them myself. But I would advise folks to ignore the belief system at the center of it all because yeah. it's very blamey. It's very black and white, and I don't think it's very good for any of us. But Jolenta, I, I need to hear from you. How, how did you feel about the book? Did it work for you? I mean, I have mixed feelings as well, Kristen. It's like one of the worst sort of like epiphany moments we've ever read in a book. You know how often they'll be like, and then it hit me. I can't keep living like this. And hers yes, was just like, yes. I said to myself, enough already. And I was like, <laughs> if it was that easy, we'd all be fucking president. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, what are you talking about? How is this your bottom? Like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, this most unrelatable part of the book to me was her being like, enough already. It's like, I say that to myself like 80 times a day, and I have yet to get over my fear. Yes, um, yes, yes. So that really bothered me, the just sort of like, and then I pulled myself like out of my own funk. Whoop, whoop, like, here's how you do it. Um, And I hated the fucking bullshit diagrams. It was another one of uh, these books with lots of like arrows and words like strength and power and vulnerability (laughs) and circles around the arrows and the words. And I was like, just because you make up like two words, put them next to each other and like have an arrow that doesn't mean shit. Like it's not backed up by anything. It's not a real diagram. It's just like a picture you drew. Ugh. Also, another problem I had with this book is that I am convinced that if you write out and tape up everything she says you should put on your wall in this book, you would have a fully wallpapered home. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Like the and amount of shit you are so, you would, there are not enough hours in the day to repeat everything she wants you to say out loud to yourself and to like fucking read everything she has told you to wallpaper your fucking home with. Yeah, we actually removed some of the things we're supposed to repeat from the steps because there are so many in each step. Each of the 10 steps essentially has like 50 mantras you're supposed to say throughout the And it's like, just like at it was least 12 things you're supposed to like put up on walls. Yes, yes. Um, like my fridge only had like three things and it felt crowded from this book. <laughs> I, I'll post a picture. But on the flip side, this book legitimately helped me put myself out there more. I would have thought about getting my physical therapist a gift but never followed through if it weren't for this book. This book finally got me to touch that fucking Barbie TikTok idea <laughs> that has been on my back shelf forever and like get it out of my system. So like... I can't write it off as a failure, but I don't want to tell people to read this book. So that's where I stand, I guess. Like, it did help me, I guess, read it if you want to sift through a lot of crazy bullshit to, like, get a little bit of a push. But, like, I don't know. It's so blamey. It's very blamey. And that's it for this fearless episode of by the book huge thanks to our fabulous production team at stitcher they all feel the fear and they do it anyway our producers are brandon nix corinne wallace and daisy rosario and our engineers andy christens thanks also to nate wida who composed our theme song and the rizzos for performing it 
And don't forget to stay in touch with us. Let us know what books you've lived by that we've also lived by. What books do we have in common? Did they work for you? Did they not work for you? You can send us questions about anything. Just shoot us an email at kristenangelenta@gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We post pictures from stuff we talk about. It's by the book pod. We're also the same handle on Twitter, by the book pod. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. It's time for one more quick break. But before that, Jolenta, we have a question for the listeners, don't we? Yeah. Do you like our show? Because if you do, fucking rate it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stitcher. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.